How's it, guys? Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. As always, great to have you here. I'm super excited for this episode today. Today, we are tackling the subject of EMF exposure and this, this exponential increase in electrical pollution that's ongoing in our society. You um, wouldn't be considered crazy to be wondering, like, is this stuff potentially harmful to us? That's something that I've been worried about for a long time, since the beginning of lockdown, especially with the new 5G technology that's rolling out. And, you know, there's people that laugh at the concerns about it, but I urge you to have a look at this podcast or, or give it a listen. What I did was I watched a two and a half hour webinar on this topic of, of protecting yourself from EMF exposure, managed to track down the Cape Town uh, Geovital consultant who uh, does home assessments and he can advise us to better protect yourself. I'm going to include some of that at the end of the podcast. For those of you who are interested in seeing what the home assessment is about, I'll include clips from that and I'll also explain what, what is going on to some degree. There's been like over like 20,000 peer-reviewed studies, I think 80 to 90% of them indicate that uh, there is definitely biological effects of the non-ionizing radiation. Um, and this oxidative stress is a, it's an ongoing degenerative process and uh, it's definitely something to be concerned about. Um, with all the things in the world these days that's trying to kill us, this is just another one that <laughs> we need to be aware about, especially with this, as I mentioned in the beginning, this mass scale rollout of 5G, which I really believe there is a lot of stuff to be concerned about. It is also definitely a fallacy that we need more evidence um, to support the concerns. All the evidence is there. We're just not being shown it, unfortunately, as was mo as with most things these days. Guys, enjoy the podcast. I'm not going to carry on chatting too long, but um, give it a listen. Let me know what you think. Please do like and subscribe if you if you feel like it's, if it's um, been beneficial or if you're enjoying the content. Appreciate it, guys. Much love. Chat to you next week. Peter, thanks for taking the time to come out today um, and do this. We just did the house assessment um, for the EMF exposure. Just to kick this off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in this field of work? Yeah, sure. So I'm, I'm a technocrat okay. by, by nature. I've got a Master of Science in Computer Science, mm. and I've been in the IT industry probably most of my life. Mm. Um, I got into the EMFs probably 10 years ago. Mm. Um, my wife was diagnosed with cancer, okay. and um, she, she's got a doctorate um, in microbiology, so she's a researcher. And I think one, one thing she's found that there, there was, wasn't ad adequate support um, for, for her condition. Um, and she started doing a whole lot of research into alternate medicine, into what else you can do. And one thing that she kept on coming up against or kept popping up was EMS. Mm. So she handed it over to me. I had a look at it and like um, nor any normal engineer, um, I said, no, nah, this is all nonsense because the standards are there, the protection is yeah. there, etc., etc." Um, but then I had to do it justice and um, I started digging around a little bit and uh, I think the term is going down the rabbit hole, yeah. which, which <laughs> I'm still down in there. But I think what's, what's, what really came out of that, it, it raised, raised a serious concern in my mind in terms of the safety of the radiation levels, in terms of what we're exposed to. Um, and I said that was 10 years ago, you know, uh, technology's even moved on from then. Yeah. So, so yeah, I got myself a couple of meters. I started testing the house, um, very much amateur meters initially, did yes. friends' houses, etc. 
um, and we managed to mitigate. And then I started doing some courses. Okay. Um, I did some online courses with EMF experts in the US, um, which is which is an excellent. Um, yeah. It's not an online course, but it's driven online, but it's a face-to-face course. Okay. Um, and then two years ago, I trained as a geovital consultant in Austria um, to do to do EMF mitigation. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, we've recently, well, recently being a year and a half ago, opened up a wellness center in just outside of Somerset West, okay. um, between Somerset West and Stanbosch, um, which um, you know we're part owners of. And one of the big things I found that every time we had we had patients with chronic illnesses, and you know serious serious physical health um, issues came in, they were sitting on their mobile phones, they had the mobile phones against their heads. Um, they were completely oblivious to to any um, issues that this might cause. So I then started talking to them, and it, it literally evolved into me doing this pretty much full time um, yeah. together with running the center. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, like I mentioned to you earlier, me and Tara got into this at the beginning of lockdown, looking at obviously giving about the five G now, which is obviously topic of the day. Uh, but really delving into that, and then I watched the webinar, um, which you were involved in, and I managed to track you down to to. Because we've been stressing about this, obviously we've got this this tower that's right here, mm. and uh, we did the home assessment today, which was amazing, um, so insightful. Took a lot away from that. Just quickly, are you seeing this increase in this increase in electrical pollution? Call it um, this increase in the technology. Are you seeing uh, increase in health effects on people around those areas uh, and people complaining about that? Um, coming to you with, with, with health issues? Yeah, Darren, so I, I see it in two folds. First of all, I see a lot more awareness. Okay. Um, two years ago when, when we did public talks, and there's a couple of people in, 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 in my sort of field around mm. South Africa, um, generally you had a few people coming in. Um, they were already aware, um, you know, and they just wanted to find out a little yeah. bit more. Obviously, there's been a lot of speculation and talk about viruses and 5G mm. and, and, and there's been, so there's been a lot more um, limelight um, put into, mm. into the, the EMFs. Yes. Um, having said that, uh, I, have, I have a lot of reports from clients, from people, friends that um, have, especially in, in, in the Johannesburg area where the, um, you know, the technology has been rolled out a lot earlier mm. than in, in Cape Town reporting strange, strange effects, you know, sleeplessness, heart palpitations at night, nausea, um, headaches, um, funny ringing in their ears. And this is all very, very recent. So it's not, you know, something that's been around with with the 2G, 3G technology. And not to say that the science doesn't show that those technologies are safe either. Yeah. Um, But I think the general concern is that, you know, the the, the newer technologies like the 5G are being rolled out, untested, yeah. um, and specifically um, not shown to be safe. Yeah. You know, um, technology itself is great. Yes, speeds and you know all the, the extra that it will bring to us um, in the theory is is excellent. Yeah. But uh, you know, not at the detriment of our health. If yeah. it's been shown, to, or if yes. it can be shown that it's healthy, great. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, in that webinar that you were involved in that I took a lot away from, they mentioned the, the, the exposure to this and the oxidative stress on the cellular level in the body. There's been something like over 20,000 peer-reviewed studies, but there's not much traction in, in terms of that being put out there in the media, the detrimental effects of, of this on the human body. Uh, do you have any comments on that? 
Like, why is why is the governing bodies that are advocating for the safe use of this technology? They are not. Um, they're not. First of all, they're kind of biased because they support the industries that that need this technology, and then. It's very one-sided. We just told the technology is safe, but there's n- nobody's from the other side is getting any media coverage, um, so to speak. Yeah. So, Darren, there's there's a couple of things to that. Um, if you look at from an engineering level and, mm. and the standards standards perspective, um, generally the international standards have been set in the mid '90s, um, and they are basing basing the foundation on the premise that um, this technology is non-ionizing. So just to put that into context, um, ionizing and non-ionizing frequencies, non-ionizing basically are deemed not to heat up your cells. Okay, and ionizing um, frequency potentially heats up the cells, so it, it can cause damage. Um, so with, with, with that having said that, um, the standards are saying non-ionizing, so it's all safe, it's been tested, etc. What the scientists um, that you alluded to and, and, and the tests that have been done has showed that far below the actual standards that have been set and, and in non-ionizing type of radiation has a biological effect on the system. So it's not a physical effect, but it's a biological effect. One thing I wanted to pick your brain on now, there's, there's obviously so much going around 5G coronavirus and, and all of that stuff, okay? so. I, I, for one, don't think 5G causes coronavirus at all, but looking into the, the, the damage on a cellular level and the oxidative stress and potentially um, the, the hypoxic effects on the body that are being seen, uh, the, the lack of oxygen in the blood, all of that, can this be caused by, by this increase in technology? And then is there, is there a potential for getting COVID-like symptoms from the oxidative stress placed in your body from the technology? Is, is there... Yeah, so there, there are a number of, number of studies that, that have certainly shown that by exposure to non-ionizing radiation, yeah. it causes the oxidative stress. It causes yeah. the cells to, the permeability of the cells to, to actually start, let's call it leaking, yes. um, allowing, allowing the intercellular exchange mm. um, to, to, to be malaligned. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, it's very well plausible that, you yeah. know, by this by the fact that the cells aren't behaving the way they yeah. should be, that viruses and things can interchange. Yes. Does, does 5G, for example, cause coronavirus? Absolutely not. Mm. Um, those are completely separate issues. Yeah. But having been exposed to any virus, if you have a low immune system yeah. and you're exposed to EMFs, you are more likely to have a bigger negative effect yes. um, being able to fight a disease of, yeah. of any sort. Okay. So just by, by mere fact, and, and that has been scientifically shown and, and proven. Yes. So, so if you have an, a low immune system already and then you're having 5G rolled out, that could be like the cherry on cake that really just throws your immune system down the drain and then you could potentially react worsely to a virus than if you didn't, weren't exposed to the Could technology. well be, absolutely. Interesting. Absolutely. And just from the home assessment today, we took a lot away. We sit in this room, right next to you there is a Wi-Fi router. We've been working here every day and we've been getting headaches and not feeling well and we automatically attributed to that tower but we realized that i mean there's a multiple factors with this all of this stuff yeah um what are some things that people can do immediately that can really help them in their home um just protect themselves from that constant exposure we're so complacent when it comes to you know putting our phones next to our head constantly sleeping next to them the, the cabling everything what are some tips that people can do automatically that'll improve their health and improve their their health yeah, so, so just to reduce your exposure, okay. um, simplest way is if you're using your mobile phone, 
Don't put it against your head. Use it on speakerphone or use use a headset. Mm. Um, normal headset is okay. Some people advocate that you actually want to have an air tube okay. where you know the, the physical copper wires potentially could transmit some radio signals as well. Okay. Um, I have both and I've tested them. They they will work fine. But yeah. you know, definitely safe. Move that move that phone away from you. Mm. Don't carry it in your pocket if it's on. Um, put into flight mode as quickly as possible. If, um, for example, I use my, my phone in at home connected to the internet via physical Ethernet cable, yeah. it's in flight mode, so all my apps, all my anything that uses um, data mm. works. So I can do WhatsApp calls, I can do Skype calls, I can browse, I can do my banking, everything in flight mode. So the only thing is you won't get is a cellular yeah. a GSM call or an SMS, as, as we know it. Interesting. Um, I either I have a voicemail in there saying, please, if you urgently need to contact me, WhatsApp me. Yeah. Um, so that's that's on on the on the um, the mobile phones. Um, the Wi-Fi router, as you've seen, um, by default, generally most Wi-Fi routers come with two types of radio: one clocking in at 2.4 gigahertz, the other one at 5 gigahertz. Yeah. Not to be confused with 5G, because often you see an SSID with something underscore underscore 5G mm. and people go, wow, I've got 5G in my house. Mm. Not the case. This is just the mm. Wi-Fi technology. Yeah. Um, no need to have both radios on, first of all, um, unless you, you're moving huge amount of data in, in your house, you're doing yeah. streaming and gaming between laptops and stuff like that. Yeah. Generally, your bandwidth is restricted by the incoming internet connection anyway which okay. is probably a tenth of what you actually have on your, your Wi-Fi at home. Yes. Nonetheless, having said that, and you saw the measurements we did, when yeah. we switched off Wi-Fi, um, the room immediately calmed down and mm. you know, the readings were 10 times better. So yes. for that, what we did, we connected your laptop with, with an, an, an adapter yeah. for Ethernet, your, your Apple, um, some of the new Windows PCs as well only do not come with an Ethernet port anymore, okay. simply because of the real estate factor. Um, because okay. the, you know, the devices are so thin now, so yeah. you, you don't fit the port in. But it's easy, a couple of hundred rand, you can buy yourself an Ethernet adapter, mm. you connect it through to your router, um, and off you go, you know, your internet connectivity is there, just like, as I mentioned, with the, with the, yeah. um, the, yeah. the, the phone. Yes, the mobile phone. interesting. Amazing. Just one thing came to mind there, I was thinking with the mobile phones. Another thing that I, that I looked at was the, the increase in male infertility because of the, is that because of phones in your pocket, not on flight mode? And there was something like a study of 600 people, and there was a direct correlation between the amount of people who had their phones in their pockets and the amount of infertility. Is, is that there have been a lot of studies done on, on fertilities. Um, Ole Johansson, I think, is, a, is one of the leading specialists from Sweden in the Karolinska Institute. Okay. He's been studying this for probably 20, 30 odd years. Um, yeah. And he, he has many, many papers published on that. Okay. But not only him, um, yeah. others as well. So there's, a, yeah. there's definitely um, seems to be a correlation yeah. between um, mobile technology yeah. and infertility. Wow. We definitely need to just become more aware of this because we've just we just accept everything as normal we don't, we don't even question these things but uh, we really do need to become more aware it's one thing I've taken away from this um, just to uh, delve into the sleeping I, I, from what I've looked at sleeping is the most important factor because that's where, that's where your body regenerates that's where you you know if you don't sleep right everything is out so if you're exposed to EMF while you're sleeping your body is not getting obviously the rest that it needs you can't produce the melatonin and all those things so so 
from what I understand, sleeping and where you sleep is the most important thing regarding this whole topic. Um, so that's where people need to prioritize, I'm assuming, how they focus uh, on this. On this, Yeah, Darren, absolutely. And, and, um, and I think, as you saw, it's, it's not only the high-frequency mm. radiation that mm. can cause an issue. Um, anywhere where you have electrical circuits and potentially bad wiring, you have electric fields, magnetic fields, there's another thing called dirty electricity, or have, we haven't really looked at that. Mm. Um, but yeah, so all those will affect your quality of sleep and yeah. quality of, of recovery. Yeah. Um, so most of these things are relatively simple to, to remediate. Mm. I will remediate. Yeah, we could see as literally as we put the plug yeah. off at the wall, all the electrics off, immediate reading change. Drop down. Mm. And, and, and that's, that's essentially where you want to get mm. down to. Yes. Your readings want to be as low as possible um, in, in all the different disciplines. Yes. Um, and I mean, I've, I've seen with clients of mine where um, I've literally, we've switched it off. The first night they slept, they just woke up the next day. And I mean, I had the phone call and I said, you have no idea about the good quality of sleep that, that I've had. Um, and that was just a couple of simple rearrangements. Um, important to measure it because you know it, it could could be just switching it off and, and, and the plug, but then you might have some circuits running inside the wall that cause it. So you might have to change the move the bed around a little bit or just yeah. move it away from the wall. So there's little tips yeah. and tricks like so, that. So yeah. it's definitely valuable to get a home assessment or something like you, that you do and, and actually get your home assessed. Get uh, every area looked at and besides the high frequency radiation obviously the magnetic and the electrical low frequency there's, there's multiple obviously facets to this yeah um, interesting I know you've got to get going Peter um, just to end off quickly on uh, we were chatting before before this and you mentioned the different the, the wavelengths and frequencies from you know can you quickly explain 2G, 3G, 4G and the concerns and, and the worry around 5G now and what you've seen with that because I know 5G is a hot topic so what is your opinion on the 5G and can you explain the differences in, in the technology quickly? So, so without getting too technical um, basically if, if, if you look at 2G, 3G, 4G technologies um, and to, to a level of 5G technology um, they currently the way they're operating they're still running in a relatively low frequency range um, so underneath 3.3.8 gigahertz um, however the 5g technology as it's as it's specified will start using at in a, in a near future what they call millimeter waves which is basically moving us into uncharted te te territories a mm -hmm. um, lot of these technologies have been used in the military before um, Again, you know, there, there, there are reports of people having ill effects thereof. There's, there's, a, there's a couple of um, studies, scientific studies, showing oxidative stresses and basically oxygen molecules being affected at around about six, 60 gigahertz. Yes. So, you know, there, there's a whole lot of things that, that, that are on the table that we actually don't know about um, in terms of what the health effects are going to yes. be. No problem. Um, and... And yeah, you know, as I, as I mentioned earlier, I think generally the, the public is starting to become aware and is demanding yeah. to from the industry to say, well, show us that this is safe, but yeah. not, not just saying it's safe by a non-ionizing frequency. Mm. It, there needs to be independent studies mm. made um, that can be verified, that can be retested. And on both sides, to be very honest, there are just not enough, there's not mm. enough evidence to show it's harmful and it's not harmful. Yes. However, if we take the interpolation from the previous technologies where they've shown yeah. um, that there are health effects at, at sort of radiation yes. level far below the yeah. standard set, 
we can only assume that this could have the same, same yeah. if not worse, effect because we're now moving into uncharted ter yes. territory and we're just laying additional frequencies and exposing our bodies to it, which 100%. could potentially be and, and, and it seems to be, like you mentioned, not just 5G being one frequency, it's a massive range. So we're starting off at the lower end, but we don't know the effects of if they push that, that, that what's up to 90 gigahertz or something, this could be disastrous. And besides yeah. the human health, um, looking into environmental impacts on the bees and all these, uh, it's Absolutely. actually, it's catastrophic when you see how it's affecting the environment, all this electrical pollution, it's not just 5G, it goes back, but it's getting incrementally or exponentially worse. Absolutely. Um, so I know there's a lot of movements to stop the rollout of 5G, stop this continuous um, increase in technology without the safe studies done. Um, do you think there's, for those who are worried and want to make a difference, do you think we can make a difference? And, and what is the outlook looking like? I think, I think we can all make a difference. First of all, I think educate yourself. Mm -hmm. um, don't take my word for it. There's a little plethora of research out there. Mm -hmm. Don't take the word of the industry. Don't take the, of the word of the, let's call it, activists. Yeah. Um, do your own research. Have a look at it. Um, also, um, having said that, yeah, you mentioned the environmental effects. You know, there, there are serious, serious issues. The fact that, you know, the, basically the, the planet is going to be blanketed with satellites using this kind of technology. Mm. That's a whole, whole yeah. different discussion, a whole different story. Yeah. We can all play our part. You know, if you strongly believe that this is something that you don't want, don't buy a 5G phone. You know, it's, it's very simple. Stop using the technology. It's the same as smoking, you know. Um, yeah. I'll stop smoking because I know it's, it's yeah. detrimental to my health. The more mm. people stop smoking, the less cigarettes mm. will buy, the less, less the industry is supported. Okay. So, you know, there are simple ways in that. You know, burning down tires, in my opinion, is not, not yeah. the way to go. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a very, very um, extreme, extreme yeah. way of looking at it, and it's not going to address the problem. Yeah. What we really need is studies on both ends. Mm. We need, they need an open debate, and we need the standards potentially revisited and relooked. Yes, I know, I know uh, in some countries, I mentioned earlier, we chatted, they have stopped the rollout to do the adequate studies. Um, Correct. I know they're pushing in, in, in uh, these groups, pushing for that just to stop the rollout without the tests. Do you think that'll happen in South Africa or, or not, not? I think uh, it's early to tell. I mean, at the moment, we see the stuff being rolled out. Um, yeah. The challenge is that once, once it's there, it's too late. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think one, one can try. Um, I know in, in previous, with the previous technologies, there have been a lot of communities that objected to, to masks going up. Um, with, without consent, without actually being having an opinion voiced. Um, so, you know, there should be processes in there to, to be put um, and the community should really have the ultimate choice. Sure. Do we want this technology or don't we want the technology? Sure. Um, yeah. And I'm, ideal would be to create, create quiet spots, you know. 100%. Um, cool. Also, Peter, where can people find yeah. you if they want to get involved in your work or get a home assessment, all that stuff? How can they reach out to you? Um, yeah, so um, my company is called EMFree, um, emfree.co.za, and all the details are there. They can drop me an email. Um, I operate in the Western Cape, obviously. I, I do tend to go up to Gauteng okay. regularly prior to lockdown, <laughs> yeah. which, which is a little bit more tricky these days. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, um, okay. happy to help, happy awesome. to advise. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate Super. it. And uh, yeah, definitely feel a lot more educated on the topic. So great. I appreciate it. Thank Thanks you. Thanks, Awesome. That was amazing. Awesome.